Welcome to Story Life. This is a podcast about the ups and downs of living a creative life through the eyes of two independent filmmakers. And one of them is me. And my name is Clinton Cornwell. I'm here with my co-host. The other of them, Alan C. Gardner. This is episode 26, which was recorded in early 2022. Either January or February. Let's go with January. January 2022. Yeah, January 2022. There it is, folks. Definitive response from my cohort, Clinton. Uh, In this episode, honestly, we basically, we talk about building our business. This was uh, in the early days of our uh, coaching and consulting business, Story Life Creative. Something that I do think is kind of fun about this this episode is I I realize more and more the older I get, maybe it's becoming more and more the older I get, like a real fan of process. I love like movies about process or shows about process or anything where it kind of like takes you through the steps of something. Like I like learning how things are put together. So yeah, if you're interested in the process of how we uh, kind of develop this business, there's definitely a lot of that here. We're basically just kind of uh, hashing things out on mic, taking notes, whatnot. So uh, there you go. Process, folks. It's a process pod, this episode. Yeah, I also, I, I do talk a little bit about the two short films that I'm in uh, pre-production for during this time, and I make some unfortunately ominous predictions. Mm. Hear me line up my cr- later crash and burnings. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, before we get to the episode, we want to let you all know that uh, Clinton and myself are creative coaches and consultants, as I just mentioned. Our business, see, it's happening. It, it's all playing out uh, now, right in front of our, well... Not eyes, but our ears, your ears, what have you. Uh, so if you need any artistic support on any part of your process, uh, writing, directing, producing, editing, and or acting, uh, if you need to help getting things going or goosing things along or wrapping things up, hit us up for a free 30-minute consultation. We'd love to connect with you. Yes. <laughs> All right, let's do it now. Let's get to the episode. Old friend. <laughs> <laughs> Because it just takes, you should it, take care of your your needs, Alan. It takes a lot. Take care of your, you got. It takes you a lot. Take to, care of yourself before you take care of other people. Oh wow, that is. I feel like I even. Yeah, wow. That's a that's a life lesson right there. Well, then you know, there's a reason on the airplanes with the oxygen mask. They sure. tell you to put yours on first. I knew you're gonna tie it into the the, the oxygen mask uh, scenario. No, <laughs> yeah, it's just it takes a lot to like. Well, both the boys are. Uh, they're getting over. There's well, they're sick. River's almost fine now. He just has a little drainage left, but he's he's pretty much bounced back. Lyle's a little sick, um, but, but he's got like a canker sore in his mouth or something. Poor guy it makes it harder for him to eat right now, and it's kind of hard oh. to get him. It's kind of hard to get him to eat as is <laughs> anyway. And oh, now, really? And now he's like, I just want, I just want to eat. And I'm like, oh buddy. He's like, this is just pain. Why? Yeah. Why is so, this pain? I've gotten him like you know softer foods and smoothies and stuff like you know food is hard right now. Food is hard, but yeah, a big effort to get them out the door. So sometimes like I'll try to like to cram in my because you know I I feed them and then I usually try to like so I usually feed them at the same time and then I usually Mm -hmm. try to get in my something to eat real fast uh, right before we go to the parks, but it didn't happen today. Getting them out the door is uh, you think after doing it countless times it would. (laughs) <laughs> you know, you'd have it down. And I've got it down. It's just, it just takes a while. Cause they also, you get to a certain point where it's like, if you don't get them out the door by a certain, like a very specific time, like if you go five minutes over, then Lyle's gotten real, like he's the switch is flipped and he's already got that running mm. around outside energy. And then it's like getting his pants on is and shirt and like getting him shoes on. It's like next level. Uh, it's, it's some Olympian shit, but we make it happen. I, I hear I've been, I've heard that routines are important. Yes, they are. Routines are very important. Routines are Oh, fundamental. They are very important. Of the utmost importance, Clinton, I would say. And I was going to eat right before we hopped on, but um, Lau didn't want that. 
So, <laughs> so he wanted uh, he wanted me to. Uh, Are you in an abusive relationship with your child? <laughs> I think I might be. No, he just uh, Chelsea was, uh, wanted to walk River in the stroller, and then Lyle wanted to make sure I sat uh, right with him, and he sat on my lap, <laughs> and uh, was snuggled. He's like, "I want to talk to you." And so, you know, you can't say no. Okay, that's that's fair. That's yeah. Fair. I'll you know. But then, like sometimes, like if I try to check something on my phone real fast, or like you know, he'll like swat. I'm <laughs> like, no, no, like swat me or swat the phone <laughs> or whatever. Like sometimes, like he'll be on my lap, and I'll just try to sneak a peek at something on my phone real fast, like off to the side. And if he catches me, whoof, hell to pay. The kid's got the right ideas. The kid's <laughs> got the right idea. Yeah, yeah, hell to pay. Don't respond to that text. Or like, like for example, when I was texting you, I'm like, let's make it 3.40 your time. He, I got busted. He's like, you don't, oh, really? I'm like, you don't update. Oh, yeah, that happens a lot, actually, when I text. Usually when I text you, imagine a small person trying to thwart Just, my efforts to, <laughs> to yeah. let you know something. That was the I'm other imagining, night. like, the, the landlord. Did you see the landlord sketch yes. with Will Ferrell yes. from, like, way back? I'm, yes. I'm just imagining yeah. a little person like that berating yeah. you as yeah. you try and get your work done. Yeah. Now, like, the other night, too, like, when I had, like, when I kept having to push it back because Lyle was having a hard time going to sleep, poor guy. And then so I was, like, trying to sneak, like, updates to you. He uh, doesn't care for it. <laughs> Didn't care for it. He's like, no, 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 daddy, no. And I'm like, I'm, and I'm like, Clinton, I'm sorry. It's all good. It's all good. <laughs> I understand. The, anyway. kids, the kids are demanding a lot. So, you know, and be, but being important, being a good parent and a present parent Absolutely. is very important. So. And especially, yeah, they call it, because uh, uh, he's three now, they call it uh, being a three-nager is the commonly used phrase on the park circuit, if you will. Um, oh, really? Most of the, yeah, the three-nager is a word that, that flies around a lot. Because they start to get a bit of an attitude when they, they start. Yeah, three. yeah, they're starting, you know, they're starting to, like, they're really, you know, ramping up to three. And then when they turn three, they're really pushing the boundaries because the it's like big part of their job, really, at that, like, as far as like, you know, the development and whatnot. Like, they're kind of supposed to do that to some extent. Like, they push the boundaries, they see where the boundaries are, and it's your job to like calmly and clearly establish and enforce the boundaries. So, it's a big uh, push and pull because the thing is, they want to see how much freedom they have and what they can get away with. It, but at the same time, they do want the comfort of those parameters and they want to know that you're in charge, right? I could talk more about all that, but. <laughs> Oh, I know. I, yeah, hey, I mean, but it's a big again. You never have to apologize for talking about this stuff. It's a big part of your life. So, oh yeah, it's the the biggest part. So yeah, man. Anyway, but uh, so I'm hungry. That's been <laughs> it's been established. But I'm good. I'm good. I'm um, happy to be talking with you here. Yeah. How are you doing? Oh, very busy with too much stuff on the plate, and you know, just kind of like have that overriding filmmaker anxiety you get before production of just sort of yeah. wanting everything to be done now but things can only happen at a certain pace and stuff so sure. but this first first horror short i'm directing in atlanta is going good so far we locked down and import a lot of essential elements over the last couple of days the biggest one being a big moment in the script and really kind of like a high production value moment in the, in the script it's our ending and everything is the lead character digs up her father's grave yeah you were telling me about that and you know uh, uncovers his coffin and i had no fucking clue how we were gonna do that yeah honestly. yeah yeah uh-huh. I mean, basically, I thought it would be impossible for us to actually find a cemetery willing to let us do that. But 
we found this like abandoned cemetery that's that's run by a nonprofit organization that kind of cares after the whole thing and have been uh, coordinating with their main person and like they're totally down to let us shoot in the cemetery uh, as long as we want you know very little restrictions and they're allowing us to dig a dig a grave so long as we cover it back up afterwards and they're charging us basically nothing we're trying to do our part we're offering to do a lot of like volunteer work and stuff for them but they weren't asking for that we were we were just offering that just because we appreciate them so much that's cool so that's a huge huge relief because i mean we were talking about having to shoot it in very particular ways to hide the fact that you know maybe we were gonna dig a hole in a different location that wasn't right. a cemetery or right. all these sorts of things so that's a huge that's relief great. and we got a dp on board and you know we got all the roles cast pretty much so pretty much all the the big question marks are out of the way and now it's just you know how do we use this next week to creatively prepare as much as possible so that me and my co-director elizabeth can you know knock it out of the park and you know hopefully move as as quickly and efficiently as possible mm-hmm. um so that that's good but i'm also balancing the net, the other short that i'm shooting in a month like, at the end of february yeah, yeah. like i'm doing little prep things for that too so you know it's a lot Also, like 12 months, just got into its first festival. I'm doing all this work to decide if we should accept the invitation or not, or try Uh to hold off for other festivals and submitting to festivals. That's that's its own that's its own work. And I've been working with Manichelle. Liz Manichelle, she's kind of being our festival. I was going to ask you how festival consultant. How that's going? Oh, it's great. It's great. You know, I mean. She's yield, yielded already a couple very concrete results, which was that she got us total fee waivers to a couple festivals. Oh, cool. So that's nice. I don't, I'm, I'm not sure, like, she hasn't yielded, like, the direct connection of, like, her letter got us into a festival or something like that. Uh-huh. Uh, or her recommendation. But her consulting has been worth it so much just because to, like, get her perspective on things and to yeah. get her advisement on things as somebody who's been through it more than I have. Right. She worked at Sundance Creative Distribution for so long, so she knows distribution and knows a lot of people within the industry and has had a lot of these conversations. Down to, you know, like, she was coaching me specifically on how I should interact with the programmer of this festival that offered us an invitation to screen there, which is all really helpful because it's stuff that I wouldn't have been thinking about. But as much as maybe filmmakers like you and I don't don't love this aspect, there is a certain game to being a part of the filmmaking community. And yeah. sometimes I'm not always thinking about that stuff. And it's good to have somebody who's a bit more versed in those aspects. It's not like manipulations or anything like that, but it's just sort of like, hey, you know, maybe be a little bit more strategic about what you're saying and how you're saying it and things like that, you know? Cool. I'm glad that's working out well. Yeah, yeah. So I definitely think it's going to be worth the fee that we're paying her. Um, even yeah. if she, even if she never gets us direct, like even if she never has the direct influence to get us into a f- festival, mm-hmm. I just think like having somebody along for the ride like that is going to be worth it essentially. So Cool. Yeah. So uh, Alexis uh, Sterling, who was in uh, Being Awesome, she um, reached out recently too. She's working with Liz on something right now as well. She reached out. She's like, oh. Like she's attached to one of her projects or I'm something? not sure. I, I was trying to clarify what they're doing. I mean, it's whatever they're doing. It's, that's, that's really cool. Alexis is great. But yeah, she reached, I guess she was listening to my episode of Making Movies is Hard. 
and reached out, said she's working with Liz, and said some, some really lovely things about the experience on being awesome. So all positive stuff. Um, but yeah, I'll find Great. out. I'll find out what they're up to. But uh, yeah, man, she uh, Liz Liz gets around. She she knows what's up, and she makes things happen. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Since you're in the development process of Breaker Breaker, maybe it'd be worth it to you to... I mean, I don't know what your goals are for the film and stuff like that, but but maybe bring her on as a consultant at this stage and maybe, you know, she could help you angle things in the script and in the movie and everything in terms of like distribution and and things like that. I don't know, maybe just just a thought, you know, to, to try and like, obviously, you and I as filmmakers, that's not necessarily our focus. And so maybe it would be worth having somebody along for the ride who is thinking more about that stuff earlier on. So... Well, and, you know, there was one something that I found very poignant from her. Uh-huh. She made a comment while we were talking about certain festivals and stuff like that. And she sort of said, a film like yours doesn't have any chance to get into the top tier festivals, like the Sundances and things like that, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I wanted, I didn't take that personally, really, or anything. But I was just curious, like, I emailed her as a follow-up. I was just curious, like, what does a film like that look like mm-hmm. she was sort of saying like a lot of these films that get into those top tier festivals have somebody lobbying for them and putting them on the radar of the festivals while they're even in development right you know and certainly through production and post and all that stuff and so the festivals know about them a long time ahead or they've got things like the name cast in them you know, really recognizable faces. Or the other thing she said, it's such a ridiculous out there concept that it it just like immediately high concept grabs your attention, like must be seen just based on what it is. Right. You know, and I think I think that that aspect is a bit more more rare. But, you know, and the thing that she emphasized is none of these three things has anything to do with the skill of the filmmaker or how well the film is executed. Sure. That was an interesting thing to hear about, and it kind of has been bouncing around my mind in terms of strategizing for my career going forward, essentially. Yeah, yeah. No, it's good. I mean, I would definitely, you know, if it makes sense to and if we're able to at some like, you know, I would certainly consider bringing Liz on as a consultant. I mean, we got a lot of, you know, a, a lot of things that we're doing with, with Breaker Breaker that are that are different from what we've done before as far as, uh, I mean, one, doing a whole podcast devoted to um, the making of it in part to, like, you know, to chronicle the whole thing and to kind of create some awareness of it in advance to try to, like, to build a, a fan base for the podcast. And basically, if we build a fan base for the podcast, and that's people who are going to be interested in the play and then the movie uh, eventually as well. And since it's also, you know, music-fueled, yeah, figuring out different ways to maybe go perform at you know, certain venues or whatnot, uh, open mics or whatever, or uh, going to, uh, like, maybe going to, uh, we talked about, oh, geez, I'm blanking on, what's the big country music festival uh, in California? Stagecoach. Um, oh, just okay. to, like, just to meet people next year. Anyway, no, so tell, so basically, yeah, we're trying to be really strategic with the marketing of it and with creating awareness. And, and yeah, like, to your point, like, getting people involved and, like, behind it from guests that we bring on to the podcast. So, of course, like, listeners that we try to attract with it. So, yeah, and maybe bring on someone like Liz could fit into that as, as well. Well, and she does, a, she does a free half an hour consultation, uh-huh. which, like, I... I hit her up for that, and I wasn't really expecting to book her, 
mm-hmm. then after talking about her, I was like, oh, this is totally worth the fee that she's charging, basically. Mm-hmm. Also, just worth the networking aspect. Nice little follow-up to your podcast appearance, maybe. Yeah, just, yeah. You know, hit her up for those 30 minutes and maybe... Yeah. Maybe there's something she could do for the because she definitely and the nice thing about her, which I as a filmmaker really appreciate, is like she's bluntly honest. Right. You know. No, I guess so. That, yeah, yeah. And which is a hard thing to get. You know. Cool. Yeah, definitely something to think about. When are you guys start shooting in a week, is that what you're saying? Uh, this first short, yeah, is in a week. How many days is the shoot? I think four is what we're looking at. It's like 22 pages currently. Okay. Um, cool. So I don't think it's actually going to be that long. We'll see. I'm a little out of my element as a filmmaker, which is good, I think, because, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm co-directing with Elizabeth and she's starring in it. We're working with a DP I haven't worked before, a crew I haven't worked before with, you know, in in a town I haven't really, I'm not familiar with, so... There's a lot of discomfort in terms of all of that. And I'm not, you know, in the headspace that I'm used to being going into a shoot. But that's also because, you know, I'm I'm more, I mean, kind of a gun for hire on this thing in that, yeah. that I'm really coming on to support Elizabeth. This is Elizabeth's story at the end of the day. She's a producer. She's the financier. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, she's co-directing it with me. So I'm here to support her baby. Yeah, uh, which I'm very excited to do, but it also it feels very different from from you know my previous filmmaking experiences. Right, that's exciting though. That's cool, man. Good to feel out of your element. Yeah, it's certainly how I felt like. And hey, if if I can make uh, an infomercial about cryptocurrency, we can do anything. Because, <laughs> and that's yeah. kind of how I felt. You know, last month going into that, I'm like, man, I don't, you know. But it's good. It's a good. I like that feeling though. Yeah, because like, well, the nice thing in this is it's sort of a. It's a little bit of an emotional free roll, if you will, in that, like, if it's great and it works out, awesome. And I can feel really good about that. But if it doesn't work out, there's a little bit of a creative distance there where I think you don't have to take it as emotionally hard. Right. You know, as if if, if it was my baby. And that's not to say that I'm trying any less hard or putting any less effort into it or or care about it less. I just think when you have those distancing factors and it's not completely in your control, right. you can sort of like forgive yourself a little bit easier. Well, before we, I want to dive into uh, discussions for our business here in a second, before right before I do that, uh, if that sounds good to you, I wanted to vent sure. my, my little mini vent for the day. Uh, and it's not a oh. big one, but a little pet, a little, this is a new pet peeve where, so it was an Amazon reviewer. And this is the first time this has happened. She gave Cold Feet one star. Fair enough. I don't mind bad reviews at all. What I do mind, though, is then she to something like along these lines that quote unquote, like prevent other people from spending time watching it. She wrote a synopsis for the whole movie in her review. Mm. And I thought that was really fucked up. (laughs) I'm like, come Uh, on, lady. Come on. And she, Did she put, note it as like spoilers ahead of she time. She does, but like she that? also put in her the title of her review, the you know, the subject was synopsis below. <laughs> like synopsis but full synopsis for the film below, something like that. And I'm like, so anyone who's like scrolling through it, look, I know people can whatever. If they put spoilers, fine. But I'm just like, lady, come on. Like you're eating into my livelihood here. Like I think some people like forget that human beings make these movies. I don't mind, again, I don't, like, negative reviews, whatever. You get used to them. It's fine. But don't write a, like, spoiler-filled synopsis for the whole, like, we're not, like, for an indie film, like, we're not talking about, I mean, you shouldn't really do it for any movie, I don't think, but, like, you know, it's not, like, a big studio kind of thing. It's, like, you know, I kind of count on, you know, I've got a family, and I kind of count on that, 
<laughs> that revenue helps literally like you know feed and house my family yeah, and she's that, just like no that i get that That's yeah sucks. and i'm just like well there will be people who just like instead and again like the thing that really pisses me off about it too is that like it's on Amazon Prime. Like, people don't even have to pay extra to watch it. So it's like, you're not saving people money. It's like you're saving them the 80 minutes it would take for them to watch it. You know what I mean? But here's my thing. is like, if you're that, because she was like, I was curious about it. And I tried to find the synopsis online, but I couldn't anywhere. So I just had to watch it. And it's like, okay, well, you know what? Like, if you're that curious about what happens in a movie, then just give it a chance. If you don't like it, turn it off after a few minutes. But if you're that curious, like, so it pisses me off that someone can now go on there and be like, oh, I'm just going to read this. And now, like, curiosity is satisfied. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you're just yeah you're preventing me from getting that whatever it is now the five cents that i get here here from like certain people like from certain people who will read your review and then just not watch the movie because you gave it a bad review which is again totally fine but the fucked up part is that you wrote a synopsis for the whole thing what what movie was it cold feet i'm gonna flag a review inappropriate i appreciate that I think it is inappropriate. Like, I wish there was someone like, I, I hit a, uh, what is it, like, uh, report as abuse or whatever whatever it is. Like, I flagged it, too. I, I would because, okay, the other thing, too, is there used to be the option where you could comment on people's reviews. Yeah. Um, which I used to do sometimes. And, like, I would very politely be like, hey, start, like, you know, obviously you're entitled to do whatever you you want here but just like pointing out like if you could just do me a favor. Like, leave all the negative stuff about the movie. If you could just take it down for the synopsis, I would appreciate it. Uh, but that's up to you. Uh, but there's not that option anymore. That's the first like bad review that's really pissed me off in a long time. The other ones that just annoy me, and this happens at least one on every movie, is some jackass who thinks they're hilarious will write about in regards to all the positive reviews. They'll say something like along the lines of like, well, it looks like the cast and crew and their friends have already left their reviews. Here's the first real review. I'm like, you're an idiot. Like you, <laughs> no, that's a yeah. Like somebody wants to be so clever. Yeah, I'm like you're like your assumption that like, and that's what drives me crazy when people like feel like their their opinion is the right one. Like they can't imagine that other people actually like something that they don't like. You know what I mean? So they're like, well, obviously yeah. these reviews are fake. I'm like, actually, those are all from people we don't know. For the for the most part, like our reviews are from people we don't know. So the bad ones, the good ones, whatever. So it's like just when they write that, that annoys me, but it doesn't make me mad because I just think it's stupid. But posting the whole synopsis, I'm like, come on, dude. Like, again, I think they just like, there's that internet disconnect everyone's aware of where they just forget that, you know, they hide behind their screens and they forget that they're like, again, like people who work like, you know, I mean, years of my life, like on that movie and like deeply in debt, I'm still digging my way out of. And so for you to just kind of like glibly hop on and spoil the whole movie, it's just rude. It's rude. And I'm surprised, like that somebody would dedicate so much time to something they disliked. I know. That's another thing that blows my mind too. It's like, really? You're going to like lay out the whole plot of this movie for that. You didn't even like, like, I don't know if people are that curious about it. Like don't give them the option of not even having to watch it just to find out what happens in it. You know what I mean? Cause she was like yeah. intrigued by the trailer. It's like, okay, well give us some credit too. Like you were intrigued by the trailer or whatever. Like, you know, there's enough going on here to like make you interested to watch it. So like we earn, like give us yeah. your, your time to watch it if you're that curious or don't. But don't like, I just think it's really rude. And my wife agrees. So that's how I know I'm right. <laughs> um, but no, it is. But we're like, come, come on. Come on. It's hard. As you know, like it's hard enough like for, you know, uh, uh, indie filmmakers to scrape by with the, you know, the, the revenues from, from the films. So anyway, that's, yeah. that's my rant on that. But yeah, let's talk. Let's talk about our our, our burgeoning uh, business here. Uh, don't know if you saw. I put it just a added a little oh, bit. Oh, I to did. The slide. Uh, I meant to. I meant to. I do have some responses to the your stuff about 
cool. rates and all that. But do you have things to lead off? Go ahead and lead off with what you were going to say. No, if, I'm just saying I posted, I shared some testimonials, like I said I would. And then uh, I got another one today, too, which is wow. great. Call, I just call you Mr. Testimonial. Mr. Test- <laughs> Mr. Testimonial. Yeah, it's a true testament to my, you know, the fact. <laughs> yeah. That's that's that should be a testimony right there. It's like it's a testament to Alan's whatever, you know, because of how many testimonials they can get. I call him Mr. Testimonial. And that's all people really need to know. That that should go on the the homepage, on the landing page, whatever you call it. That sounds great. I like that. <laughs> um, and then, okay, yeah, let me hear your thoughts on the rates. Again, those are just figures I tossed out there. I'm like, well, this is a jumping off point. I mean, I think they're in the ballpark, but what are you what are you thinking? I mean, I think they're reasonable. I think, to me, there's a bit of a research project to be done before sure. we release yeah. our rates because at least for our launching, we should basically have our rates pretty rock bottom relative to sort of say like the platforms that we're on we should be among the lowest rates if not the lowest rates for the kinds of services that we're offering on those platforms if that makes sense so if the, so if there was like you know because there's lots of people who are giving script notes and stuff so if there's like 20 people already mm-hmm. offering script note services and the lowest one is like then we should be like or something like that and and also like looking around the internet, find web pages with similar businesses or individuals who offer services similar to ours, and and try and go low. And the reason for this is I think that our main way for recruiting new customers is going to be word of mouth and like reviews and like testimonials and like people sharing us around and stuff. And so that's going to be our main lead generators. Right. And so I think keeping our rates low initially allows us to get that sort of snowball hopefully rolling a bit. If yeah. That that's my theory, at least. Well, one thing, I like the idea of us each taking on at least like one or two like free clients and then maybe like one or two like ones at like you know super reduced rates and hopefully get some word of mouth going from there i'm a, and yeah like, to your point we should definitely do some research on comparable services out there so other people are charging i don't want to make the rates so low though that like we you know what i mean if they're so far below what we'll actually be comfortable with like what we'll be happy with once you know we're more in the swing of things or once business is more regular you know then like it's be hard to like advertise our rates at like at a really low rate that's far below like what we'll be okay with you know what i'm saying once we're established and then like have have them jump up so exponentially where it's like oh what these guys now charge like more than twice as much more than three times yeah, as much no, as no. Tra- yeah this is definitely more about just just very initially to make sure that okay, we're cool. getting clients yeah yeah I guess that's something not, we should not keeping them low for any sort of long run. I guess like, if that's the case, yeah, we should uh, be upfront about that. And I'm sure we will. I'm just saying like, you know, for a limited time or whatever, but basically doing like our, you know, discount rates just as we're building things up. Uh, but not like, you yeah. know, make sure it's clear that these are not not going to be like our like standard rates moving forward. This is like a limited time offer. So jump on it. And I, that also might make people more inclined to it's like, oh, this is a limited time thing. Like I better do it now. Or then it might make them more inclined to do it now as opposed to waiting. Does that sound cool? Yeah. 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 As long as like our website, like when our website's up, it doesn't like have these rates that like we will not be happy with again, like once we're established. No, and it might be something maybe on our website, we have higher, more aspirational rates. And through the services, we have lower rates because in the services, people okay. can quickly compare prices and stuff. Whereas like in the website, okay, that's a good uh, idea. that's, that's going to be a direct link and stuff. Yeah. You yeah. Know? Uh, so this is just my theory. And again, this uh-huh. requires a research project first. And, you know, maybe 
as part of that research project, it might even be worth reaching out to people who do similar consulting type things and seeing what their experiences are. Yeah. Again, I don't have a lot of time right now. I, I apologize for that. But that's only because no, I'm in the middle good. of making two movies. And no, I do want to, I'm happy to do all this work. Well, that's why we're, you know, we're chipping away at, at this here. I mean, that's, you know, kind yeah. of the name of the game. All right. So, yeah, we'll do some research on that. We can both look into, like, I'll, I can look into that some in the upcoming week. Uh, obviously, I'm sure you probably won't have time this week. Week, so I can I can do some of that. There's another thing to take note of as we're we're doing this research is like if we're finding people that are more popular, like how are they pitching themselves? Like what what kind of things are they sure. saying about themselves? Like what kind of images do they have? What what does their website look like? How are they presenting their services? Like how did they describe them? What format did they take? Are they doing like you know you pay per week, pay per session? Like do they have multiple yeah. package options? Like all these things would be good to take note of and sort of like crib the best things from people for our own stuff. We've talked about this a little. I, I know like the, uh, the general idea or the ideal, right, is essentially for us to be like 50-50 on this and basically divvying up clients like 50-50, right? Or what, what do you think? But I think the uh, then I was going to get into like certain realities that will creep up and certain contingencies we've got to plan for. But I mean, that's the general idea at least, right? Yeah, well, I, I was thinking it was, it was something like, yeah, we try, if the clients don't have a preference, we split them off 50-50. If they're asking for one of us, that's okay. fine. And then, okay, cool. That makes sense. You know, obviously based on what our individual workloads are to start at least. That was and the then, other thing too I was going to say is like there might be times where it's like, You'll be, you know, I'm sure that well, there'll definitely be times where it's like, I can't do this one. Can you or vice versa? And then if neither one of us can, we just tell them like, you know, we'll get back to them and however long, whenever we'll be, we'll be free to do to take on a new client. I'd say whoever is working with the client directly obviously gets to keep most, if not almost all of their revenue. But then I was thinking maybe it would make sense to have one small slice go to the other person and then also one small slice go to just being dedicated to the business in general. Like we Mm -hmm. have a general business account. Just like a little nut that we save up in case extra expenditures come up and things like that. Um, Or maintenance fees, things like this. Like off the top of my head, 90% goes to the person who's actually taking on the meeting and whatever. And then 5% to the other person, 5% to the business or something. Something Something like that. that. I don't know. Or maybe, maybe 80%, maybe, maybe it's 10 like 80, 10, 10, 10. Yeah, yeah. I think that's fair and smart. Well, and this is something we can also renegotiate later. Like no, totally. If, if, the temp, if, the te- if one of us isn't able to do enough work or isn't wanting to do as much client work, maybe the 10% goes down <laughs> or something like that. No, we, totally. we want it to be equitable. We don't want anybody to totally. feel uh, exploited or, or yeah. uh, resentful, you know. One of us just says no to everyone and just like, I'm just gonna. Just I'm just gonna collect my ten percent from doing nothing. Uh, yeah. No, 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 totally. Initially, at least 80, 80 10, 10 works out pretty well. Because that was something I was wondering about too. Like, if you know, if a client's like, "Oh, I want to work with Clinton," or "I want to work with Alan," I think it makes sense for us not to be like, "No, you can't." <laughs> like it has. Yeah. It's like, no, sorry, but it's my turn. Um, unless we, unless they actually can't, unless like you're just you know one of our schedules. Oh, totally. Yeah, if, yeah. And then that's and up if to it, them if, if it's they getting to wait. the point where we're having more yeah. clients than we can take on. Maybe then we could recruit somebody else to the business, yeah, yeah. or like quote yeah. unquote hire somebody else to be a part of the business or something. I don't know. Right. So. But no, I also think I think it's smart though. Like obviously, you know, clients can if they want to pick, cool. Or if they have no preference, then like you said, we just uh, switch off, like taking turns, um, as as our schedules permit. 
as our schedules allow. Quick note here, if we are needing to bring on more people in the future, or maybe it will be beneficial as a way to grow this for business for me and you, we could potentially recruit people to the infrastructure we've set up. We keep getting the 10% that goes into the general account and to me yep. and you, and, and, and they're kind of like under our wing. You know, that's just a longer term like business idea. But the thing I was going to say with that is that I think the first people we should be recruiting to our cause, if we do end up doing that, should be people with different gender, sexual, racial identities from ours, because we are a particular Aren't we naming segment. this? I'm sorry, but I thought the service was called uh, Straight Cis White Male uh, <laughs> yeah, Consulting. Yeah, Consulting Services. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no? What? <laughs> no, uh, I mean, you know, we haven't no, decided on the I, name. Yeah. That's double defense. Obviously, we should we should be give, you know, yes, giving people I, a chance I, where I, we can. Totally. Good to have voices different than ours. And just from a business perspective, better to give people a variety of sort of yes. consultants to choose from to maybe meet their needs. Uh, I just like the idea it'd be hilarious to just go out into the market right now, especially like in L.A. or like a more liberal town. Yeah. And be like, with a business called Straight Cis White Male Consulting, and just see, hey, it, it might see be how just the goes. trolley thing, see just the trolley goes. thing you need to do to oh get you god. attention. No, that's awesome. <laughs> oh my god, it's funny because it's the worst idea in the world. Yeah, no, I like that. Yeah, I like the idea of thinking ahead. So yeah, if we do bring on other people at some point, which I could definitely see that happening, then yeah, bringing on folks with diversity in mind would be great. So I definitely want to offer consultation for acting. Do you want to do mm-hmm. that as well, or should I just yeah. handle? You want to do that too? Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Then, yeah, Definitely. then basically offer the same services. Cool. Well, that makes well, it and another service we too. could spin this into potentially down the road is if we're getting a lot of actor interest, we could shoot real scenes for yes. people. We could, we could, yes, uh, we could edit, edit people's reels, things like this. You know, like yeah, expand the service. I was, uh, I think I brought that up like in the first Slack. So for a while now, I've been gradually again like chipping away at putting together my website in which I would offer like all the services that we're talking about now and others. I like the idea. And so I was wondering like, okay, should we go ahead? And since you and I can do all those things, offer those services as well. But I think it's probably smarter for us, especially because it's so easy to get like, the more we just focus initially on coaching and consulting for basically these five skill sets or whatnot, acting, writing, directing, producing, editing, and keeping the focus on that, it'll make it more realistic for us and doable for us to actually yeah. build this thing. Because it's, really, mm-hmm. it's really easy, as we know, to get like spread too thin and then to get like, because if we're trying to advertise all that other stuff initially as well, it's just going to be too much right out the gate. But I like what you just said as far as building to all that. And, you know, maybe that some of that stuff will start, you know, coming up more as it already, you know, as it does in our lives. Like certain those things like come up organically as is from people who are familiar with us and our work and whatnot and offering us those things. So we should definitely offer those services at some point. But that was honestly one of the, the things when you first pitched this to me. I'm like, oh, I like the clarity of focus on coaching and consulting and like zeroing in on that and fine-tuning that and figuring out approach for that and then going from there i think is smart also just when you get into the area of like actually doing shooting and editing and things like that like that's a that's a it's just a very different ball game it's, in it's terms a, of yeah yeah it's a bigger time, time investment time resource investment yeah. there's yep. overhead and stuff like that so it yeah, becomes, yeah. becomes a much bigger question with that kind of stuff yeah so i think with that in mind too like when we do come up with the name for this i don't know we'll that basically a name that could easily apply to like Sorry, the hunger's kicking. <laughs> to have a name yeah, that, that that could also house like all these other things in the future, as opposed to like having to 
come up with a separate company or you know what I'm saying? So basically having a name. That no, can, yes. Yeah, yeah. You can keep it under one umbrella. Yeah, yeah. I think it should be like whatever, whatever creative probably. Yeah. Just like creative as, as the title. Yeah, yeah. That way it doesn't limit it. So limit I'm going to go ahead and write this all. down. It's called whatever, whatever creative. Just kidding. Um, <laughs> I, it's funny because I read the word guard. I'm like guard well. I'm like, that's kind of cool. But it also sounds like we sell insurance. Um, yes exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a perfect like insurance uh yes name but i like that i'm like oh yeah guard well nice that is, <laughs> that, is that is us that is our if we have to <laughs> film it if we have to if we have to create an llc we'll call it Guardwell. cool let's see uh what else on that front right now do you want to discuss i think you know from here with the research project and, and gathering testimonials and researching the the different websites and all this stuff like it's really just about a bit of elbow grease at this point yes and then we come back with our findings and stuff i think a good time to launch roughly would be like maybe april or may after i've premiered at a few film festivals and okay. so we kind of have that under our belt you know by then hopefully we have our shit together with the podcast yeah and you know can kind of just keep the the ball rolling with all that stuff so when you say launch in april or may is that when we go about trying to find free clients or do we want to, or like clients, you know, that we'll do for free and then reduced rate, or should we do that before we officially launch? I guess. I think we should do that before we officially okay, launch. Okay, that's what I figured. I mean, um, it can be at the same time if we, if we really wanted to, but essentially like, the, I think it's better uh, to do it before. The free clients yeah. are like the beta test, you know? Right, right, right. Yeah, I'll start thinking. So I guess with that, like for advertising for free clients, where do, where do we plan on doing it? Just like on... I mean, I think we did like a post to Facebook. We'd probably get some people, you know, in our circles. Who yeah, would be that's what I was thinking. I was probably just going to put it into my Florida State networks. Basically, it was going to be the first place I post it and see if I get anything from there. And if not, maybe then put it out to general social media. But maybe, I don't know. I'm kind of trying to do more of an Instagram thing. So maybe I'll just post it on there first. <laughs> who knows? Well, yeah, I guess as opposed to like us putting it up on, you know, Fiverr or Upwork or any of that kind of stuff. Like, you know, I think we can find uh, our free clients or, you know, reduced rate clients through our, yeah, our social media or our networks. We want to be able to get a bunch of reviews as soon as possible on these on these sites uh -huh. so that we're more vetted. Uh -huh. And it would be nice if we could, were able to like the free clients, our free clients that we do initially, our cheap clients, we're able to basically give them a discount on what our rates are set at on those sites so oh, yeah. that they can yeah. do it for free, you know, yeah, does that make yeah. sense? And then we can get reviews more quickly and stuff. And, you know, or another thing is if we, if, since you have these people who've already give, written testimonials for you, you can just ask them like, and I'll do the same thing. This is not just you thing. If we're able to let them have our Fiverr services for free, we just say, hey, can you just go on Fiverr? I'll give you the service, like, I'll quote unquote give you our services for free and then you leave a review for us so that again we can generate more reviews more quickly but it's a question to be answered uh, at the end of the day whether we can even do that okay you know it's like asking your your friends to Amazon review your movie even if they haven't paid for the VOD well now that you mentioned I mean all all Amazon reviews on my movies are from friends and cast and crew except for except for the ones that say this is the first real review the rest are Good to know. So I'm, I'm going to disregard all. I'm going to disregard all the other reviews. You disregard all, for, even even the other like negative, even like the really, the negative yeah. ones. It's just it's the only yeah. real true blue reviews are the ones where they 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 clearly state the fact that this is the first <laughs> the first real review. 
Well, because they said that, that's I how you 100% know. believe it. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, if only I could get, if only I could request testimonials from from these jackasses. Let's see. Okay. Oh yeah. By the way, I, while I'm thinking of it, I listened to the episode that was cut together. It was good. I mean, like, cool. I was like, all right, because I was really curious yeah. about that one too, because that was a very uh, on a very special. <laughs> episode of our podcast oh number you listen to number 16 or whatever yeah 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 uh-huh. oh, okay yeah 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 I well was like, okay, cool. i was i was pleasantly surprised because i was really worried that there was gonna be a lot of noise in that one and like it sounded really good and so that's really positive yeah and, yeah it sounded good and i was and also i think the content's pretty special so yeah i was happy with it because you know it's it was uh, again it's a very like uh there's a lot it's a pretty raw one as far as the stuff i'm, I'm talking about so i was curious to see how it'd feel because that was all, also like just six days after the debacle. Yeah. Anyway, so I was curious to see how I'd feel about listening to it. I'm like, all right, cool. Like I can, you know, I, I stand behind this. I'm like, well, that's all. Well, very, that's all very honest. <laughs> yeah. That's all. Well, when we actually release it, you know, whatever, because it's, it's episode 16. So yeah, yeah. You know what? Like a year from now. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> yeah exactly. Gonna, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you know, we can think about it more then. But no, I was I was happy with it too, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I feel good. I mean, yeah. Four months later, I'm like, yeah, I, f- I feel all that. That all that all sounds about right. I'm looking over some other earlier notes. So yeah, Fiverr gig sites. I'll look into more. Yeah, just putting together like a list of all the different sites that we would want to consider, at least consider putting our services on. Which, if there's no setup fees, we should be on every site possible that we can, basically. But but from what I saw from Fiverr. When I was setting up an account, there wasn't any setup fees or anything like that. But it was a lot of work setting it up. I was like, oh, God, this is way, way harder than I thought. Right, right, right. Oh, did I tell you my, my producer kind of freaked out a little bit? No. So we'll see. I'm mostly just going to mention this really quickly because I'm earmarking this for maybe this is going to be a disaster down the road. So we'll see. My producer on the Vegas short that I'm doing, Killer in a Small Town, he's not a production guy. He's a writer and an editor, but he is like essentially, you know, this is his baby. He's paying for it. He wrote the script and I didn't want to turn down the opportunity, but I also realized upon accepting it, but that, that that's a particular environment to be walking into as a director, mm-hmm. especially at an independent level. And also I, I've, you know, I've collaborated with this guy before. He was my editor on 12 months. And, yeah, but, and he but wanted he's to the go one, uncredited, right? Or Yeah, like he's yeah, the one. Yeah. He quit essentially because... You know, we were having a difference of opinion on certain things about the film, Mm -hmm. and he just could not accept that I was going my way instead of his, you know? (laughs) Um, Right. That's a that's a particular mindset to be walking into as well when he's yeah. the, he's gonna be the producer of this thing and he wrote it and stuff. Yeah, so. like if he was trying to anyway, if he was trying to like wrestle creative control, like you were the director <laughs> on twelve months and he was like shocked that you were. That's weird. Anyway, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. Well, that's not. That's, I mean, it's, you know, I, I don't know if it's weird. It's an understandable place to be, but but um, but also not the best. Well, I'm just saying it's weird that like if he doesn't accept the fact that you're the one calling the like as the writer, director, producer, you know, yeah. that you're the one calling the final shots, and like yeah. you know that he yeah, that that part's a little weird to me. Sorry, go ahead. So. So I was, you know, I was going through this really crazy move over the past couple weeks and just like intensely busy and sort of like during that time, he basically was emailing me about casting stuff and then went from emailing about it to getting like very stressed out about it within the span of me just being completely overwhelmed with moving stuff. Mm -hmm. 
And so while we were driving across country, I kind of got an email about how he's very freaked out about it. And then in that email, he kind of just casually drops like, I'm thinking about calling off the whole shoot, da, 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 all this stuff. This after I've, you know, I've already put a lot of time and effort into this thing. So obviously I didn't want to do that. But so we had to pull over driving across country and like sit in this town in the middle of nowhere. So I could like sit on a phone call with him for like 45 minutes and sort of like talk him off the ledge and sort of reassure him that like this wasn't a lack of like dedication or anything like that. That I was just really in in an intense like moving away from Hawaii situation and I just didn't have time. And and he's like just really worried. He's like, oh, like we're just not going to have enough time to do things and like bear in mind we're not shooting until the end of february so like we're not we're we're more than a month out for a short film which to me is like all the time in the world essentially for a Mm -hmm. short film shoot and you know i was just trying to reassure him for that like hey i know it's anxious being being going through this stuff i know how it feels i've been through it a lot but please like i've worked in production done this stuff a lot more just trust me when i say we're not in a bad state we're not in a bad place because like in his mind he was like this is all this is all disaster already nothing's gonna work out like we haven't done enough work yet and so I guess, you know, interesting to have to go through that conversation. (laughs) Luckily, the film seems to still be going forward and he seems kind of like calmed and soothed from, you know, me talking to him. And then also I was able to, you know, do a bit of work on the casting stuff that he wanted. And we moved the ball forward on that. That's good. But I guess, you know, bookmarking this because it may all blow up in my face down the road. (laughs) Oh, man. Yeah, I'm I'm really curious to, to find out how that all goes. I wish you the best. Of luck with it, of course. It sounds like I'm sure it'll be great. I'm sure it'll be great. It also sounds. <laughs> I'm curious to hear how it goes. Uh, potentially well, com- my, combustible my, my, situation with this with this yeah. gentleman here. Yeah. My my biggest fear is that he's gonna try and direct the film, essentially That's, through me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, like going back to like if he was having like control issues on your movie. It's great when people bring their opinions to it. And especially, I mean, the editor is someone who works very intensively on it. And their opinion should be, of course, heard and considered. But at the end of the day, like, you're the one calling the shots. So, yeah, again, like, if he was having control issues on that, I can only imagine how he's going to be on this that he wrote and is producing and, and financing, you said as well? And Yeah, yeah. Is he acting Which, in I mean, it? Is he, is he acting in it No, too? no, okay, no. Okay, okay. I mean, I understand why he cares about it. Like, I, 100%. He, he should care about it. He should care a lot. But people... Sometimes, you know, people get so insecure in these situations. Like, he essentially, he brought me on because he can't direct it himself. He doesn't have that skill set. I have that skill set much, much more. And I just don't want to get into a state. And I think if you asked him, he probably wouldn't want to get into a state where essentially he's overriding the skill set that I'm bringing to the table. Well, I think as long as you're very clear about that, too. I'm sure there'll be debates about certain things, but let you do the job that he's hiring you to do, basically. Yeah, my strategy is going to be having a lot of intense conversations between him and me and the DP, but especially him and me about basically how we're going to shoot it, what the important story things are, like what the creative approaches to those things are, Uh so that we sort of discussed everything before the shoot, you know, and sort of make make sure he's on board with it before the shoot, so we don't have to come up with something like on set and him be like freaking out about it or whatever, you know, but we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, man. Well, I'm excited for you. I'm excited to hear how it all goes. You know, I'm sure about when we talk next, you'll probably have wrapped the first one. Yes, definitely. And be ramping up for the next one. So I'm looking forward to uh, to the updates. Well, uh, great talking as always. 
you enjoy the rest of your your Saturday. You too. Let's let's catch up again in about you know ten days or so. Cool. Thanks, man. All right, buddy. Take care. You too. Talk to you soon. Later. Bye. Bye. That about wraps it up for episode twenty six. Thank you all for listening. Alan, you got any thoughts on all that? I'm just glad that we're we're here doing what we're doing, and it's kind of fun to go back and listen to us, uh, yeah, laying down the runway for for all this as we continue to lay down the runway for our uh, our further adventures, old friend. So yeah, fun. Yeah, stuff. and it's nice to you know honestly uh, talking about my films and talking about our business. I definitely call out some problems that I saw, you know, icebergs up ahead, you know, and as you hear in other episodes we've done, I'm not fully able to avoid those those icebergs. And certainly in growing our business, we will have many problems ahead. But I think it's good to be able to, like, know that they're out there, talk about them ahead of time, and steal and prepare yourself so when that stuff does come up, you're able to navigate it because nothing is ever going to be smooth sailing. And that was a hell of yeah. a lot of metaphors. I'm into it. I, I love a good metaphor, pyramid, whatnot, building towards the <laughs> sunshine of your point. <laughs> Your point. See how I'm doing it too. And that was a mess, but I like it anyway because metaphors are fun. Messy <laughs> metaphors all around. Folks, <laughs> on that triumphant note, you can contact us at wearestorylife at gmail.com. Also, please check out our website, which we put together along the way between now and then when we recorded this episode. It is wearestorylife.com. It exists, it's there. Uh, on that website, you'll find more information about us and what we do as coaches and consultants for fellow artists, as well as links to our Patreon and social media pages. Yeah, speaking of social media, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Clinton Cornwall. Uh, I'd love to connect with any of y'all personally and keep chatting about process or any questions you got about filmmaking. Happy to dive in with you. And still speaking of social media, you can follow me on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Vimeo at Alan C. Gardner. That's A-L-L-E-N-C-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. And on Instagram at Alan C. Gardner Movies. Also, speaking of movies now, Cold Feet is currently available on Amazon Prime, Google Play, and YouTube. And some of my other movies are available on several platforms, including Save Yourself and Act One on Tubi. And We Got Lucky and Bad Bad Man on Amazon. In addition to all that, Being Awesome is now available on Tubi, Voodoo and the Roku channel. So yeah, check them out. Whichever one you please or any combination thereof. I, I really appreciate the support. Thank you. Oh, Speaking of support. Support, <laughs> yeah. You know, support is so important. And, and, you know, while our own, like, individual achievements, you know, you always kind of got to be the one captain in your own ship to keep going with the boat metaphors. Mm. You always got to be the mm. one self-starting, get yourself out there, climb mm -hmm. things out there for you, you know. But at the same time, you also got to acknowledge all of the support, the kindness, the safety nets, the people who help you along the way. And honestly, we could not be doing this podcast without the support from Mr. Mike Jimenez, our very skilled and talented editor who we're so lucky Slow clap. To, to have his skills contributing to our shared endeavor. Thank you, Mike. Thank you. I mean, uh, yeah, Mike. I'm, I'm, I'm just, uh, I'm speechless right now when I, when I think about Mike. That was me being speechless. Uh, on that note, we also want to thank our, uh, our families and friends for all of their support. Not that Mike's support isn't enough. Uh, not that he obviously eclipses the support of everyone else, but still. The other people are out there, and we're very grateful for them as well. Uh, speaking of other people being out there, folks, we have many more episodes coming up, so please subscribe. Join us next week, if you don't mind, if you're so inclined. This has been Clinton Cornwall. <laughs> Sorry.
Say it again. That was fine. I'm, my audio will be clean, so <laughs> you're good. I'll do it again second time just to get this has been Clinton. No, it was fun. I might keep it just like that. Uh, and, and Alan C. Gardner. With Story Life. Thank you. Take care. We appreciate you. Bye. Bye. Bye.